James Lewis is director of the Technology and Public Policy Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. He joins us from Washington. Uh, James Lewis, what went through your mind today when you heard about these attacks in South Korea? A little bit of doubt because uh, everything tends to get blamed on North Korea. And while they have been actively pursuing cyber capabilities, uh, so far they're not that good. So are they the leading suspect? Sure. But can we be definite? No way. Who else or what else would you put in uh, the, the list of suspects? Well, this one looks kind of funny. Usually when the North Koreans uh, do something, they include government agencies in the target list. And as far as we know, no government agencies suffered in this attack. So it could have been political activists. It could have been hackers just out for fun. We don't know. Maybe they did attack uh, some government military installations, but they might not say. Yeah, and that's one of the things that would help us get a little better sense. You know, uh, usually the North Koreans are pretty noisy whenever they do anything bad, and they like to take credit. They do engage in covert action, but very often that's for one of two reasons. It's to get uh, money. They're very good in the uh, crime market. Or to make a political point. And so the South Koreans just accused them of a large cyber propaganda campaign, uh, something they've been doing for a while. So this is a little out of the norm for them. It could be a, a new step or it could be mistaken identity. And just to clarify, no, nothing is known about who conducted the cyber attack. But James, how do you do this? How do you shut down bank machines? Well, in this case, it looks like they managed to get inside. Uh, the tactic used against U.S. banks in recent months was something called a denial of service attack, where massive amounts of traffic is flooded against the bank's receiving servers, and there's so much traffic that they crash. In this case, it appears that a virus got inside, interfered with the operating system's took control of the machines and made them stop working. So uh, a more sophisticated attack. One of the things that, that puzzles me about this is they said that people showed the uh, Jolly Roger, you know, the old pirate flag. And right. that's like a scene from Independence Day, that old movie. Maybe it is the North Koreans. Maybe they're just getting around to watching Independence Day. Are there clues left behind when something like this happens, uh, kind of like cyber fingerprints that can fill in the blanks on who or why or how? In this case, uh, people say there were things that were left behind. In the past, whoever has done this has been pretty good at avoiding detection. So not the first incident we've seen in South Korea, but in previous incidents, we've been unable to find conclusive evidence that pointed to anyone, particularly the North Koreans. How can South Korea or any country for that matter defend it against this kind of hacking? It would be nice to know who did it, right, because then we can engage all the normal international processes. But countries really have to start paying attention to their defenses. And one thing that appears to be universally consistent across the world is companies, government agencies, banks, media outlets are really bad at cybersecurity. This is something we have to change. And there's starting to be technologies, methods, patterns that let you make your networks harder to attack. If you don't have them in place, you're asking for something like this South Korean episode. James Lewis, director of the Technology and Public Policy Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Thanks a lot. Thank you.